got the what? I got the bottom half of this sticker. The bottom half? It's of uh, Team Pixel. Oh. So you, did you have like it. another sticker on there before that? No. Uh, we had a bunch of boxes, and these are all the stickers that were... Oh. Right, so I just took this one. Right. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I'm going to be... Ad- I'm adjusting my microphone Just your life. I'm going to put this on my MacBook right now, even though I have an iPhone. But I like Pixel, and I like Google in general. I think everybody likes Google. There we go. Much better. There we go. Look at this. Yeah, a lot of people te- seem to like Google and the Pixel in general and stuff. It's a good phone. It's a really good phone. And this is really fun to put on while like trying to focus. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a challenge, guys. Have you ever had to just like sticker bomb a bunch of stuff? I don't typically sticker bomb stuff. Really? Yeah, Arnold is the one that likes to sticker bomb a little bit more. Close enough. <laughs> it's, it's a little crooked. Yeah, well, then I'm going to have to redo it. I don't even <laughs> care if I lose a sticker. It's not like a big thing. It's not okay. a big loss to me. Because it's, you know, it was a free sticker. And then people are going to be like, Team Pixel. What the fuck? It's like, you have an iPhone. <laughs> you, have an I- you, you have a lot of Mac pro- products in general. I use Mac products because they're convenient, not because they're superior. There you go. There we go. You got you got the sticker on. Now now you got like the little uh right the the, the, the corner edge. because you had to like repeal it and yeah. stuff. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, I even put it on backwards again. <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, on that note, you're listening to episode 21 of the Haycast, the number one gaming podcast in our hearts. Uh today it's just me and Giacomo because Arnold's sick and Marcus had some last minute stuff go down. Check so. it out. Look, it's just us. It's just us. That's it. Yep. <laughs> we got like three angles of us. Hey, you know, we're conceited. That's cool. Yeah. So what's your week look like this this time, Jock? This week, Did you do anything uh, I fun? have been scheduling my trip to Adepticon later this March. Okay. So I had to plan my events and I bought my ticket, my plane ticket. I have my one-star motel six. Right. What, uh, <laughs> what, 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 what con is this? Uh, Adepticon. So it's for board games and wargaming. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's gotcha. the stuff for the other job I do. See, interesting. It's, it's a lot of fun. I have a good time doing it. That was mostly my week. I got another Switch. I had to replace my, my one out, but look, I got the blue and red controllers, the right. one I wanted to get when I first got it, <laughs> and the, I don't know where the paper is, but it's a $335 gift certificate to the eShop. Yep. So I bought Hollow Knight. There was a little deal going on. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Best deal. Uh, that was pretty much what I did, and I, I got Call of Duty, so I've been playing that, right. and I tried out Blackout. It's it's fine, I guess. Yeah. I think <laughs> Apex uh, plays better. So no, so they play it plays fine, but like the main issue that people have with blackout in general is the grind. Because, you know, microtransactions and all that stuff, they gotta make their money. So if you wanna get the cool stuff, you wanna level up, you gotta you gotta pay money so that it can go the- by faster. So I mean that, that's kind of the issue you have with Activision and stuff, so and then all the microtransactions. It was cool until the microtransactions came out and everybody was just like, Bleh. Plus, the other alternatives are free. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's the other thing. Yeah, you you do have to pay a, for a full-price game to get Blackout, and then you have to pay for all the microtransactions and everything, whereas Fortnite and Apex, it, you get it for free, and then you can pay for costumes and stuff. Well, what? It's the Battle Pass for Fortnite, right? Yeah, the Battle Pass for Fortnite, and then Apex, you just buy... I think they're just like you just loot boxes yeah. and stuff, and which is fine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, some of the skins are a little bit egregiously priced, but I mean, that's, other than that, that's end game. Was man. like a weapon skin that was like twenty dollars or something, which $20? is a little bit crazy. Uh, I don't remember the exact price. I think it was twenty dollars. What's the sure most expensive thing you've bought cosmetically in a game and in real life? Hmm, that's a tough one. Cosmetically in a game, I probably. I've, I don't think I've ever spent $20 on a single piece of cosmetic. so Never? Well, it could be whatever the most I've expensive spent, thing is. I've spent a lot of money on loot boxes and stuff. Really? For Well, for different games. Not like your standard loot box game. Um, Fantasy Star Online 2. Mm-hmm. I bought a lot of packs from there trying to get some costumes and then selling them and uh, selling the stuff that I got from there so I could buy the pieces of costume I want. <laughs> uh, I, I think um, if you remember, if you go back to one of our older episodes of the podcast, I mentioned how I, I spent like 14 mil in game for a scarf. So much. <laughs> Which is a lot of money for a fucking scarf. That's a big grind <laughs> yeah. for a scarf. Yeah. I don't even really play the game anymore, which 
sucks. That's the worst part about grinding and then suddenly mm-hmm. I don't use anything. Yep. Also, it's the downside of DLC. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's like you spend all this money on a game and then you just stop playing the, playing the game. It just kind of sucks. It you really so does. Much money on it. And then I've spent a lot of money on Street Fighter costumes. So. I was going to say the next thing was probably your season pass. Yeah. I on, mean, uh, on Street Fighter. So the season pass is for the characters. It's not for the costumes. Oh, I thought you got uh, costumes I as well. I do have costumes, but... So some of the characters come with costumes okay. already, but like, I mean... It's not really that big. The the like the battle costumes and stuff aren't like the super fancy ones. The fancy ones are like the holiday costumes and and the school uh, outfits and stuff like that. Outfits because <laughs> uh, the school out. I really like the school outfits you in the weave. game. <laughs> <laughs> so schoolgirl jury jury is my jam. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I've spent a lot of money on Street Fighter costumes, and then I've spent uh, a lot of money on Fantasy Star Online, which I don't even play anymore. So, and you've never bought an expensive shirt. No. Wow. So I'm not I'm not big on expensive clothes. Okay. I don't I don't go clothes shopping very often and for shoes I never spend more than $60 for a pair of shoes. That's so, about right. Uh I mean, I'm not big on that stuff. I'm more about my cosmetics and video games. <laughs> so Holy, I mean, I'm going to love this. Yeah. I, I shop at like Ross and Dress for Less. Marshalls pretty often sometimes Macy's because Macy's has some pretty good deals sometimes we've, we've gone to Mar- uh we where do we go is next to where pavilions used to be we went to that place is that a Ross like, there was like Nordstrom Rack that's where we got this this Nordstrom this thing, Rack remember was it Nordstrom Rack yeah that was Nordstrom Rack <laughs> um and then I shop at uh H&M pretty often uh H&M's awesome yeah, H&M's pretty good because they have stylish stuff for cheap <laughs> very cheap because yeah. it doesn't last long <laughs> but it, it still looks good well, how unless about you? you're like a high fashion person that like is expert on clothes and can see that type of shit, but but who is? Because you're <laughs> gonna use it for a party where everyone's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we're over there playing the video games sitting right? in front of the TV. Right. <laughs> yeah. Who are we trying to impress over the internet? Uh, no one. So how was your week? My week. Uh, so I played some RE2 on stream. Uh, Chad was, you know, hanging out with me on stream and like kind of guiding me through some stuff through chat. And it was kind of a pain in the ass because, you know, there's that chat delay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was still really helpful for uh, for him to like guide me through stuff. And um, even though I knew that Mr. X was a thing and I, I knew what he did and everything, it still doesn't really prepare you for how terrifying he is once he actually does show up. Uh, I got clocked in the face a few times. And he's still really scary. And then he likes to hang out around the lobby a uh-huh. lot, which is really annoying because I go to the lobby to save and 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 look at my uh, inventory and you know rearrange reorganize my inventory and stuff a lot. But that's kind of hard when Mister X is just chilling there like all <laughs> the fucking time. Um, but I did I did make it to a safe spot where I don't have to deal with Mister X really anymore. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, I made a lot of progress in RE2. Finally, uh, I'm still. I'm I'm reaching the end of the Leon A playthrough, which I mean I know I'm I'm moving really slow in the game, but I just haven't had a lot of opportunities to just sit down and play it. That's so, true. But yeah, I did finally make some headway in there uh, on stream, so that's cool. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm trying to sell my old laptop. Yes, you are. Yeah, so I've been I've been posting it on like OfferUp and Let Go and Craigslist and stuff like that, and I am getting a ton of scam messages from people that are trying to, you know, uh, they're they're So the way I know it's a scam message is I get the, the email or I get the message on offer up and it's like, Hey, I'm trying to trying to buy this for my cousin or sister or friend in Miami. Uh, do you take PayPal and can you handle the shipping? I'll pay extra for the shipping and stuff. And I've just getting, been getting a ton of those. Like I've never had this issue before selling stuff on these websites i'll I'll occasionally get like one or two scam emails or whatever Uh um but never to this extent where i'm literally all i'm getting is just a bunch of scam scammers and it's just ridiculous because like there's so many of them and i think part of it is the price tag on my item because it's a more expensive item it's a fucking laptop that i'm selling for 600 bucks i guess that's true that would be a reason why yeah so i'm pretty sure that's the reason uh, but going back to Resident Evil 2, it's kind of funny because apparently my situation is opposite of what Chad had to deal with. Oh yeah, where he when he where when he got to the area that I'm in, the sewers, he had too many healing items and not enough ammo. 
I'm the opposite where I have too much ammo and no healing items. Is it just a critical point to have healing items? It's pretty, it's the enemies. There's, it introduces new enemies that are a bit more of a threat than the enemies from the police department. Okay. So RPD, you have regular zombies and you have the liquor and then you have Mr. X, which I mean, he's just kind of following you around and stuff, right? The liquor is kind of a pain in the ass, but I mean, he's not that hard to deal with once you set him on fire or something. Right. The, in the sewers, you have to deal with these enemies that just kind of pop up from under water uh-huh. and they send like a bunch of like explodey mini enemies at you. And I mean, it's not too bad because they can only attack you when you're in the water, but they do do <laughs> some pretty hefty damage okay. and you don't, you can't see the little mini monsters that they send at you. So it's unavoidable. It's not that it's unavoidable. It chases after you and stuff. But once you get out of the water, it can't hit you anymore, but you can't really, they're hard to catch. They're hard to see. Right. So there's that. Um, and they're kind of, it's kind of a pain in the ass to deal with them too, because they, they are kind of like the, um, the first boss where you have to shoot it. You have to make it reveal its eyeball and you have to shoot it at the eyeball. Right. Um, and, sh- and doing that from long range is a little bit tough. Okay. But like when you have you, you do have your like your third weapon by the time you reach there if you've got if you were making the effort to get that third weapon. So as Leon, I have the Magnum, which deals a lot of damage for a handgun and has more accuracy and can shoot from longer range than the shotgun. So that does help a lot, but you don't have a lot of ammo for that. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I I've, I'm I'm reaching the tail end. I got like another hour or so till I finish Leon A. Um, and then after that, I can do my Claire run, Claire B. Yay. And yeah, so that's pretty much been my week. And selling my laptop and stuff, which is taking a while with all, sifting through all these scam emails. So. I really hope you get a good offer. <laughs> I wanted to comment on it when I saw it on Facebook really? and say like, does it run good? <laughs> <laughs> does it run good? Specifically that. It runs great. I know. I've, I've used it. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, let's get into the news. Okay. Wow. Uh, so this first thing I have on here, it's a little, it's some stuff on the PS5, which we don't, we haven't really heard a lot about. No. Uh, it's still a little bit of a ways away um, before they actually start releasing some real information on there. But we did get some patents that Sony has been filing. And, and Sony filed a patent around, I think, early February. Okay. Like the beginning of February for about like back- backwards compatibility on the system which is kind of interesting because it's detailing emulating ps4 ps3 2 and 1 really so all of it but i mean it's a patent that they filed so it's not really guaranteed that it's actually going to be in the system right because um pe- a lot of times people just file patents just to have it there just in case you know i heard that uh, apple did that too for like a flip screen or something just so they could have it i don't know about that uh you would probably know more about that than I do, because when I worked at Best Buy in mobile, I just kind of worked there. I didn't really pay too much attention to all the phone stuff. I think I heard it from uh, from Rich in Appliances. Really? <laughs> <laughs> when someone from a different department knows about that stuff, yeah, and you exactly. Don't, that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, they're they're filing patents, and it's it's po- possibly that they're just doing it just to have the patent. But it does detail some stuff. Um, so if I pull up, oh, I don't have the. I don't have the link to the the thing, but this thing does show the patent that was filed. I thought I posted a link to the actual. Patent. I also thought you had one, but I actually I could, couldn't find could one for this sw- one on the topics. I could have sworn I had some links on here. You could have sworn, guys. Uh, but if I fast forward a little bit, here we go. So we can see the patent here. This one was more. Um, so the patent was originally for. Uh, it doesn't say the information, but there was, it was like some weirdness. You can kind of see some simulation of legacy bus. Yeah. So I'm yeah, guessing so this is the new one. The The other one was like a different way of emulating it. And then now they're detailing a new way of emulating this, uh, the, the, the type of stuff. So that's pretty interesting too. And if they do add backwards compatibility for people that make videos and stuff, it's actually going to be really helpful. Because Absolutely. It makes it a lot easier to capture that stuff because a lot, a lot of us content creators, like we know, like it's a pain in the ass to, to capture retro games Absolutely. and retro consoles and stuff. Just yellow, red, white. Ugh. Yeah, you're you're dealing with component cables and AV cables and all and that. Trying shit. to convert that into an HDMI. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a huge headache. 
unless you pay like $400 for like a Framemeister or something. Right, which no one is buying, at least not in the early stages. Yeah. And that's uh, what you own. Unless you're like actually making some good money off of this stuff. Then yeah, you've already bought it. Yeah. Um, but it also, I mean, like it, it does help general people too because people still like to play those older games, but then you have to like sift through your closet, wipe the dust off your old console, right, plug and it ho- in. And that's if you even have console. the game. Yeah. Some of those games exactly. are really expensive mm-hmm. these days. It, it's just, yeah. what, yeah. Zelda is more worth more than the 64 is? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's Nintendo, cool. their stuff tends to cost a lot. <laughs> I think I just, I mentioned that word, Zelda Breath of the Wild is still $60 after yep. about two years of Yeah, you, we were talking about that. You were yeah. like, why is Breath of the Wild still full price? Because Nintendo never drops the price on their games. Uh, on to their be first fair, like, games. what other substitute do you have to play, like, None. Nintendo games? <laughs> None. Yeah, this is all you get, so yeah. you have to play it on their console. Correct. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, that's that. It's There's not a lot of information on there. It's just some, some patents that were filed. Um, but, like, there was another thing that's kind of that's PlayStation related that could be coming to the PS5, and this was on Forbes. It was detailed for the PS4, but considering it's kind of the tail end of the console's life cycle, doesn't really make sense to add this new brand new feature to the PS4 when they could just wait and put it on the PS5. It's true. So what a they're reason hint- to buy it. Yeah. So what they're hinting at is like a new. 360 degree audio thing kind of like dolby atmos oh so sort of like what the um my goodness what is it called the little apple speaker the one that's using the sono sounds that can do the 360 where it's designed to fill a room i think i know which one you're talking about yeah because yeah. the apple home pod or whatever it's called yeah but they're really more they're more comparing it to dolby atmos yeah which is fine no dolby atmos is amazing so yeah so uh, it's sony's like it's it's Sony's 360-degree reality audio system, which I believe already exists on some stuff, but this doesn't really detail that. Um, but yeah, like they're talking about it being for the PS4, but like I said, it doesn't really make sense considering it's the end of the PS4's life cycle already to add some a feature as big as this. You know, true. I mean? It's got what maybe another year and a half. Yeah, left a lot it. of people are estimating they're going to start revealing the PS5 stuff late this year early next year absolutely so and then some people are talking like yeah the ps5 is probably going to come out in 2020 which i can believe or like the end of 2020 like right around holiday season right yeah they they revealed this at ces actually apparently um according to this forbes article here but yeah they're right here you can see it's like ps4 but if you go to some other articles like this one from comicbook.com uh-huh uh, PS5 may finally add important feature missing from PS4. So, so, so how is it going to emulate that? Is it just built into the console or do you have to buy these parts? So what I'm expecting it to be is like kind of a virtual surround sound type thing. Like you have like those virtual surround sound headphones and then you have, you know how like Dolby Atmos shoot fire stuff into the ceiling and then it emulates that 360. And then you have sound bars that are just a single sound bar with like a subwoofer that's also able to kind of emulate that that uh surround sound okay feel so i'm pretty sure what they're going to be doing is uh stuff is going to get stuff that is compatible with it at least that they have recorded in this way is going to be able to like it's digitally kind of projecting sound in that sort of way that creates that surround sound feel See, that's cool i can totally be into buying just one set of headphones so that i can listen to everything Mm mm-hmm but I, I was worried I was going to have to buy like a whole new system and try to right, set that right. up. Right, right. I don't think that's going to be it. It's I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a software thing that they're introducing that does this. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe it might require like a Sony soundbar or something. A reason, you know, right? And right. it's compatible with your TV. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd, you'd have to spend all that money on and a soundbar. you got to buy your Xperia X743, <laughs> whatever version they have now, just right. so that you can use it. Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Yeah, but that's some pretty cool stuff. Like just hearing some, some stuff on a new, on, on a next-gen Sony console. It's pretty interesting. Uh, but this next thing is also pretty interesting. Pokemon Sword and Shield. So we got a trailer for the next upcoming uh, mainstream Pokemon game here. Let me just lower the volume a little bit here. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we got we got a trailer. We got to look at uh, the new world, and we also got to look at the new starter Pokemon, which are pretty. I like the monkey. Neat. Huh? The monkey. The monkey. 
This is the rabbit. I know, but I like the monkey. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Score Bunny right here. Fire rabbit thingy that I'm expecting to be a boxer, and it's going to be firefighting because they love firefighting? firefighting. All the, they, they love firefighting. It's their favorite thing? Yeah. Infernape, Blaziken, uh, the the pig. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we got like this little guy. I love the memes that they've been making of uh, Sobble. So there was like Russian Sobble, which was like kind of funny looking. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, the monkey. I forgot that he was a monkey. He's <laughs> straight up a grass monkey. monkey. Yeah. my favorite. We got a little grass monkey. I forgot the name of this one. Like the one where, does that monkey have a gun? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we got to look at some of the new, uh, the new starter Pokemon. But what I found kind of funny is this little look at the rabbit that uh, Shofu, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of Shofu. Uh, apparently noticed. So, if you look at Score Bunny right here, and this is Shofu's video, there he is in the little corner right there. But if you look at the face for Score Bunny <laughs> and the face for Chespin, <laughs> and then you look at the the pose that Chimchar over here is doing right here, and the pose that Score Bunny is doing over here, and then you look at the arms for Score Bunny and the arms for Chespin. The freaking the face is exactly the same. the The mouth is the same. The position of the teeth is the same. The position of the tongue is the same. And then you got like the little. little I think that's here. an artist's choice. Like, there's one artist, or there's a group of them that are trained to draw this way. So this is they just <laughs> sort of cookie cutter. But here's the thing: it sounds like it looks like they're just you know copy and pasting yeah, certain elements of these Pokemon and creating the Pokemon, which I feel is a very lazy way to do it, by the way. Hey, when you have to make over what, how many do they have now? Probably like close a to a thousand. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. There's so a lot when you're getting that far, you, you, you know, they came out with a sword as a Pokemon, an mm. acorn. Well, so that argument, if you look at gen one, you got a freaking sludge. Yeah. A sludge and a magnet. Yeah. And a magnet. So like, I don't think they're really running out of ideas here. Uh, a lot of people are like, Oh, Pokemon's running out of ideas. We got a fucking ice cream cone. That, that was kind of weird. <laughs> um, Can you eat that Pokemon? That's what but, I'm but yeah, they, they've been making pretty lazy Pokemon from pretty, not lazy, pretty obscure Pokemon from the beginning. We got a fucking rock. Geodude is a rock. Yeah. With he's, arms. A, he's a rock with arms. We got fucking... Which um, the Graveler and... Uh, oh, my God. What's the... Onyx. And not Onyx. Uh, so, it's Geodude. Geodude, Graveler, Onyx. Oh, it I is mean, not Onyx. Uh, uh, Golem. 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 They were such a weird one from, like, uh, Graveler and Golem. Like, yeah, it's, what it's twist pretty drastic. Like, you go from you go from a boulder... With a to, face. With, to... A snake rock. A snake. Is he... Like, like a lizard he, rock. He has, like... Yeah, he's like a lizard face, yeah. and he's just this ball. Yeah. So... It's kind of a weird... And then Mr. Mime is just a fucking mime. He's just a mime, fucking, dude. Okay. So, there was a picture of Mr. Mime sitting on, like, the the ground, eating with, like, the Pokemon out of, like, a bowl, uh-huh. and it looked really funny. Are you going to uh, try to find it? I'm going to see if I can try to find it. Uh, Mr. Mime uh, eating from bowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a weird image because it's like it's like he's make, like a human yeah it's like making a human eat out of a dog bowl <laughs> with the dogs you know what i mean <laughs> like he's a lesser person yeah exactly it's so weird um, oh man that is weird <laughs> uh but yeah like that's a thing right there not right there that's i a can't thing. unsee that now that you mentioned it. yeah it's it's so blatant once you once you put them next to each other the most blatant one is fucking chess pin's face absolutely uh and then you got like the feet here with the pose. It's just, it's something. <laughs> but uh, all the Pokemon Sword and Shield memes now. I got like Pokemon Sword, Shield, and Gun. Uh, my favorite is the Chunkla. The Chunkla. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Let me we'll see. pull that one up. Yeah, I like I'll pull that it up for lot. you guys. <laughs> Pokemon Chunkla. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good because it's like, it's so easy to do, you know? Right. You just take this front end. And then you uh, take the, bottom. the face because they use the same face for the sword and the shield. Yeah, it's just they throw something in and then make it purple the color and they're done. Yeah, let's pull up sword and shield. We should make our own. We should. <laughs> Pokemon. Hey, we're playing. Hey, we're Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> here, here, here's the logos for sword and shield right here. Or not. Or not. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just the same face on a sword and shield. There was right. also they cut and then they turned that. That's all they did yeah. with that. They just turned it and then they put a shield underneath. That like, was it. That was... It's pretty it's, it's pretty, pretty lazy. Great. The, <laughs> the only the only thing you have to do is uh you have to make your own, you know, name right here. 
That's okay. Yeah, that might do, be a little have, bit of work. Yeah, it, it is a little bit more work having to change Sword and Shield because Sword and Shield has completely different fonts. logos, different fonts. So you make your own font. Are you going to get Sword or Shield? Hmm. And then are you going to tell your brother to get the other one? <laughs> I might get Sword. I, I need to see the legendaries first. That's the thing. I need to see the actual legendaries before I actually. Do you need to go on commit? the internet and then have somebody who's like, "Oh, hey, this legendary is better than that one," and then you buy no. that one? No, <laughs> no, I just kind of get the one I like. Okay. Um, but yeah, I do need to see the legendaries first at least, and I still haven't decided which starter I want to go with. Usually, I, usually I go with the fire starters, but if the other starters end up being way cooler, I might just get them. I usually go grass starters. Yeah. Imagine like. Okay. Yeah, we got like freaking Aegislash is already a sword and shield. You know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. So is the legendary going to be like a little, uh, like a major version of Aegislash? <laughs> a master sword and the Hylian shield. <laughs> it, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, like mega evolutions. Mega evolutions. Oh, that. Wait, doesn't Aegislash already have a mega evolution? Does. Dude, I I, I'm way out of the loop for Pokemon. I don't Pokemon. remember. <laughs> but if, if it doesn't, like... What what if Sword and Shield was like Mega Evolutions for Aegislash where it focuses on one or the other? But Aegislash already has two forms where it goes like Sword Mode and Shield Mode. Right. Sailor. Attack and Defense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon's a cool place here, to be. Here. Russian Sobble. Russian Sobble. Oh, this is your favorite one right yeah. now, right? All right, let's see you pull it up. It's on Reddit. Did you type in Reddit at the top? I'm a Russian Sobble. Don't be Pokemon. bad. Pokemon. I did not have a hard time finding this before. <laughs> Type Reddit. Pokemon, Russian, Sobble, <laughs> Reddit. Is this it? Could be. It's loading. Jer. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love it. I, I find it funny that Sobble's getting the most, like... Attention. The most attention for the, for, for the memes. But yeah, he's cute. Is it because he's squatting? Maybe he might. It might be because he's squatting. He's putting like his hands together and stuff, and then he has his mouth open. There's like a lot of things you can do with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where the monkey's just the stick Mm -hmm. and the gun. (laughs) But speaking of Pokemon, we got another Pokemon reveal, and it's another trailer for the CG Pokemon movie that's coming out. Which is, I don't know. I I probably go see it. Like, there's probably going to be, like, a big event in L.A. where you go and catch it with a bunch of people. But it looks so weird. But, yeah. Here, let's skip over to where you see the trainers. There. They look so weird. They look like dolls. Yeah, kind of like toys, like really high-end toys you would buy. Right? It looks like they did, like, claymation or something with action figures of the characters. It just looks off. I really like... Psyduck? I really like Psyduck right there. <laughs> Psyduck's always great. He's uh, excellent. He would make an excellent plushie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's plenty of them I'm pretty already. sure there is. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's just so off-putting to me. I don't like the God, look. Brock looks really strange. <laughs> Misty and fucking Ash, their faces, dude. They, she looks concerned. He looks kind of angry. No, no, no. Look, Ash and Misty have the exact same face. Oh my God, they do. <laughs> they just changed the color and made them and shorter. And joy. They all have the same face. The nose, yeah. Brox is the only different nose. The freaking the, the score bunny syndrome, man. <laughs> hey, man, Pokemon's got to <laughs> copy and paste. You got to make a lot of things. Uh, but yeah, like, are are are, are, are any of you guys gonna watch the the you should, Pokemon uh, movie? You should uh, add us on Twitter or comment below on the video. We should all if, go try to see it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: I'm probably still gonna see it because yeah, I love Pokemon. Of course, like, it's Pokemon, but. Right now, it just looks so odd. I don't know. It looks weird. I, it can't I, be worse than All Star. All Star? Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Shonen's All Stars, right? Oh, Jump Force? Jump Force. Thank you. <laughs> you God. know what? This looks like Jump Force. But I think the animation looks better. <laughs> <laughs> like the parts that moved looked good. My main issue with Jump Force is it just looks like. Unreal Engine assets. Yeah. And like, it's someone like put it into the game like, and this is a game now. Things are made on Unreal Engine all the time, but this just looks like... So things are made on Unreal Real Engine, but it doesn't look like Unreal Engine. This just looks like Unreal Engine. <laughs> it looks like they just took the default assets from Unreal Engine or like some people made Unreal Engine mock-ups of these anime characters and they just downloaded them <laughs> right from some nexus like yeah. here you go and use them for their game <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> i don't know man 
I don't like how this you looks. You have a passionate dislike for this animation. I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still going to watch it. That's fine. I think it's going to be fine. We know how it's going to end. Let's see if it makes us cry. <laughs> like everybody who cried ever in the theater. Here's the other thing. I feel like this takes away the emotional aspect of the movie that it had. Why so? Because we're going to be so focused on how it looks. Well, we know the story. And we were like five when it came out. And like facial expressions and stuff are kind of hard to, in CG, it's kind of hard to make good facial expressions on CG. That's true. So if you watch any on any CG anime, their facial expressions just feel always feel so muted. And you you just don't see the emotion in there. And I don't know. I, I, CG is hard to do well so do for you not a whole an like, entire It's like thing. not your thing, right? I'm not big on it. There are rare there are rare occasions where CG is fine. And there are some rare movies where it's just it's decent. Um I Yeah, because now I'm thinking of all like the Barbie princess ones mm-hmm. with, and then I'm I'm thinking of the animation in my head. And the yeah, they were pretty awful. Just the yeah. trailers for them that would show there up on TV. There was one CG anime that I uh, movie that I did really like. It was Gantz Zero. Oh wow, that was a that was one in CG. Yeah, wow. So Ga- there was the was original it violent? Gantz. There was the original Gantz, and then there was Gantz Zero, which was on Netflix, and it's a CG rendition of it. And it's actually really cool. I actually really enjoyed it. And yes, it is very violent. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fucking Gantz. It's man. fucking Gantz. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I did I did actually enjoy that quite a bit. And it was done well, and the CG was done very well in that movie. Okay. But every other CG thing I've watched, I just have not enjoyed. So take the CG Berserk. I never saw the CG there, Berserk. There, there is the new Berserk, and it is in CG, and nobody fucking likes it. Damn. What if JoJo decided to go CG? JoJo's already kind of this, got that yeah. CG style to it, you know? But like if it just went full on. Like no more, no more. Drawn. I think JoJo is one that is one of those shows where it could be fine in CG because the style is already very CG looking. Okay. So, because it's got that cell shaded look and everything, so which we like. Mm-hmm. I like. But yeah, JoJo's in jo- JoJo's pretty neat. I like it. Arnold, not so much with the new with that, with how the style has evolved from super macho to like a little bit more feminine. Arnold doesn't like that for some reason. But it's funny. I like it. I, I like the style. So, DOA 6, huh? DOA 6, man. When we're talking season passes, mm-hmm. like... DOA 6, And man. I like the Dead or Alive series. I love Dead or Alive. I was a huge fan of DOA 6. I love that game. Uh, when I was doing my <clears throat> YouTube channel before this one, Next Gen Nation, which we just don't do anymore. It's dead. Uh, we used to have a website, and we used to do written reviews as well. And I did a review for DOA 5, and I gave it a raving review because I, I absolutely loved it. Um, I love the mechanics uh, in the game. Uh and yeah, I just overall really enjoyed it. And I, I was never one that super enjoyed 3D fighting games at the time. Okay. I preferred 2D fighting games and I primarily played anime fighters at that time. <laughs> I don't really pay, play anime fighters anymore. Uh, I'm more of a Street Fighter style fighting game. That's true. It's, not, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, DOA 5 was one of those few 3D fighting games I actually really enjoyed at the time. Now, now that... Uh, I've gotten more into fighting games and more into games in general. I do enjoy Tekken quite a bit. I enjoy Soul Calibur a lot. So I, I have grown to like 3D fighters more. Uh, and which, if when I get DOA 6, I'm probably going to love it. What I'm not going to love is the price of the season pass. It's expensive. So it's $92.99, $93 sh- for the season pass, which is the characters and then all the costumes. And I have never seen... DLC, a season pass, a singular pack that costs more than, than the, the game. game itself, which is really crazy. And I understand that this is a one-time purchase and, you know, you got microtransactions in other games and stuff, which essentially are kind of like the same thing. Mm-hmm. This is just bundled into a singular thing, but... When I watched a, a, a Jim Sterling video on this particular topic, and he mentioned something that was really interesting, where seeing all the like the the individual DLCs priced into a singular thing together makes it a lot 
Right, you feel less comfortable about buying it. Yes, you you feel less comfortable because it is one big lump sum rather than a bunch of individual ones. Uh, DOA four, I mean DOA five, was a little crazy with their DLC also, where because the what like sixty two costumes for each person there or are something. A lot of yeah. costumes in that game. So if you pack everything, if you go on Steam and then you just add all the DLC for DOA five into your cart, it's gonna add up to thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred dollars, which is fucking insane. Tecmo Koe. Uh, DOA in general has been a little has been kind of egregious with the co- with with their DLC. <laughs> they love their DLC. They love their costume. <laughs> there are a lot of costumes in this game, and you're going to be spending a lot of money if you want all the costumes. And yeah, look if you just look at what the contents are right here. Yeah, like so you get that, this is the yeah. So you get the Happy Wedding costumes volume one and two and two. Costume packs volume one and two. And three. You get my two characters. You get, uh, <laughs> yeah, additional new character. Right, two characters. And then so, the costumes for the additional Which I would guess can only be $15 each. Like if you just had to price them alone. Is Nico in there? I think she's in. She's part of it. Yeah, she's going to be part of the season pass. Yeah. So, I mean, you get the characters, yeah, but. All these costumes is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's I, a lot of money. Uh, like, again, I've just never... S- I I shudder when I see DLC that even reaches around $30. That's true. It's like, it better be a lot. Like, yeah. when I got Oblivion and Shivering Isles was 30 you got a lot of content. Yeah. But, like, Jesus, $93 is significantly more than the price of the game itself. Even, like, the deluxe bundle that you get to get like the characters I think I think I think the deluxe bundle is the one that where you just get the characters is like $70 which is fine which is fine 10 bucks more that that's kind but of generally then, what a deluxe bundle costs I guess but if I'm thinking like uh, from a psychological point of view I'm looking at the bundle at $70 and I get two more characters couldn't I've just gotten those characters in a $60 game <laughs> yeah <laughs> so remember the days when you know you didn't even have dlc right the second just, game came out in the series you, and it had yeah. more stuff yeah exactly and you got so much value for your money back then because you needed it yeah they couldn't the give you anywhere else. with everything but you also got all the bugs that they couldn't fix yeah that's true but now i feel like the value for the money because people Jim Sterling was also talking about this, how people are like, oh, yeah, the, the price of a, a full, full, full price game never never uh, went up despite inflation and stuff. Right. But he talks about how the value of what you're getting for that price has lowered because you're now you're getting a more bare bones game and then you're paying extra for all these DLC packs and stuff. Okay. that's I can agree with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you, you look at a, a, lot of, a lot of games as, these days like... Back then, you would have all the characters for the cost of the game, right? And you just had to unlock them. Now, you have to... Now, you get the base game with like some characters, and then you have to pay to unlock all those other characters. So like that kind of value proposition is a little bit skewed with like more modern titles. Which I can agree with. Like I've mm-hmm. definitely seen games where you're just getting a bunch of DLC, and then that feels like a complete game. Yeah. It's, and then you have games like Apex Legends, which is it's like a complete it, game. It's mostly? like a complete. It's mostly a complete game with no story, but it's free, and all you're paying for is cosmetics. Also, well, which I mean, like here you're paying for cosmetics, but you also you also got to pay for the the new characters. If and you stuff. if you think about like the biggest production, not production, the biggest publishers, right? They're like a lot, especially EA is being one of the biggest ones out there. They're all about games as a service. Mm-hmm. And games as a service means we have to keep giving you stuff for the same game. Right. So their model is, I make you Assassin's Creed, you're just going to buy DLC for the rest of your life. Right. I'm never going to release another until the next gen console comes yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which makes sense. And that's and sort of what Nintendo's kind of doing, where I can see them going with the Switch, because they're releasing like DLCs for each game, and they probably could just keep releasing DLC for Breath of the Wild, and that would be it. Right, right. Because... Ultimately, doing that is is cheaper for them, to because like they don't have to create a brand new game, right? They're just adding to their current exactly, game. and they don't have to worry about shelling it out. Like, oh, I got to make a more complete yeah. title right now. I'm going to give you more later. Right, right, right. But at some then, as you mentioned, you know, customers are going to feel gypped. Mm-hmm, definitely. 
it, it's 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 frustrating because people like new things like consoles for instance consoles last a long time and when a brand new console comes out like a month later people are already talking about like the new console right a lot of the time so and then with games you want something fresh when you've been playing the same thing for so long despite getting dlc it is ultimately still the same game the look of the game itself doesn't change the graphics stay the same right and then over time it starts to get more dated and more dated and more dated um and take street fighter 4 for instance right people got really burnt out on street fighter 4 towards the tail end because it was around for such a long time so you had street fighter 4 you had arcade edition super street fighter 4 ultra street fighter 4 so on so forth um and so they were just milking that game for a really long time and people were just overall getting burnt out despite them like releasing all these costumes and whatnot. They're just playing the exact same game. So when like the Street Fighter 2 route where they just keep releasing it? Yeah. And they still <laughs> don't stop because it came out for the Switch the last year? The difference Street Fighter 2 though <laughs> is like Street Fighter 2 was an arcade game originally. That's fair. So and like they released new versions of the arcade game. And when they released new versions of Street Fighter 2, they added a lot and changed a lot to the game. The game was drastically different each time. The renditions of Street Fighter 4, it still felt like Street Fighter 4. It was just kind of nerfed there wasn't, to yeah, There characters. wasn't anything added onto it yeah. that made you feel... Yeah, you got certain characters nerfed, you got certain characters buffed, so on and so forth. It still felt like the exact same game, whereas Street Fighter 2, all the different renditions actually felt different. Super, uh, Super Turbo, for instance, was much faster. They introduced supers in that game, which didn't actually exist in the earlier renditions of Street Fighter 2. So, Fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this uh, this season passed, man. Most expensive one, but I think the diehard fans will buy it. As uh, well, I don't have how hardcore money. are you? That's the question, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> knowing me, I love cosmetics, and this is the game for me where it's like cosmetics for all the girl characters. Timothy's <laughs> already like <laughs> ready to go. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't know. Uh, I exclusively main girl characters in fighting games. He does. I made a comment on that in one of yep. our videos. It's tempting, man. Despite how much I disagree with this price tag. $93. I st- I'm still tempted. <laughs> Some people were actually like, were actually kind of mentioning how funny, uh, with $93, people were mentioning how you could like pay a stripper or like a prostitute for around that price. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then there, Jim Sterling was like kind of talking about this and he pulled out a comment, which was also really funny to me <laughs> where like he was talking about like, try paying a prostitute to fight you. That's true. You know sure. what I mean? Like you're, you're over here. You're paying for costumes for care for girl characters are like fighting each other but Waifus yeah fight. but like you can't really pay off a, uh, a stripper or a prostitute to, to fight you that's true <laughs> uh the way i the way i mentioned it isn't as funny as the comment actually was it's okay you know what it's fine uh this next thing we got thq nordic so 8chan you guys know about 8chan do you know about 8chan i know about 8chan do you, do you know about the 8chan controversy now I do, when I read this. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, 8chan is known for accepting hate speech, hosting child sex abuse images and stuff. It's a pretty controversial website. website. Which Google doesn't let you find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's the other thing. It is hidden by Google as well. Yep. It is not a good platform to go to um, if you are an upstanding citizen of the United States of America or any or other country. Or just have morals. <laughs> yeah. If you are the type of person that has morals, you probably wouldn't go to this But place. But to say that, I, I totally am intrigued by not what it hosts, but the fact that a website has that on it. Right. And that you could find. So there's a Chan for like everything. I guess there there's is. There's a lot of different Chan. So Chan is like, you you, you know about Borus? Uh-huh. Like Boru sites where it's like, you'd have like a different Boru for like everything, right? You have general Gelboru, which is just regular anime porn. And then you have like <laughs> different types of Borus. Like there's like furry Boru and stuff where it's exclusively furries and stuff like that. Um, so... Chan is kind of similar where you have a different Chan board for different topics and stuff like that. 
So, I mean, the fact that 8chan exists isn't surprising. The fact that we have something that supports hate speech and supports that type of stuff in general is not surprising. What is surprising is what this freaking PR man, marketing director, decided to do with 8chan. So, uh, this is a Eurogamer article that I have up here right now. So, what it says here is, last night, the THQ Nordic... PR and marketing director Philip Brock hosted an open AMA discussion on 8chan, an image board blocked by Google for hosting child sex abuse images and well known for its acceptance of hate speech and abuse. Brock used the official, the official THQ Nordic Twitter account to invite fans of the publisher's franchises uh, oh, series goodness. like Darksiders and De Blob, as well as recently acquired properties like Kingdoms of Amalur and Time Splitters to the site, where he promptly began answering questions. <laughs> One 8chan oh, user asked Brock about lollies, referring to drawn images of sexualized children. Uh, most of us know what a lolly is. Accompanying the post was an illustration of two girls having their breasts touched by an adult man. You got them already, we'd say, Brock responded. Please don't censor any games nor appeal to the... I don't I don't know what Sokjus is. I don't know what Sokjus is. Let's look, look it up. up. Let's look that up. Uh, wrote another uh, user. Thanks, we'll try to stay... Uh, uh, We'll try to stay that away. Graf- grammar, man. Grammar. <laughs> we'll try to stay that away. Half an hour in, Brock responded to a growing tide of disbelief on Twitter. So here, here's what Sock just is, just okay. real quick. It is a blanket term referring to the social justice warrior oh, culture. Oh, social justice. And their social agitators. Just. Okay, gotcha. Got it. Makes sense. It's just weird because, oh, man, that's it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so going on. Opportunity was here and we took it. We got approached in a very friendly and polite manner and were assured, said person, uh, shout out to Mark, we'll take care of the nasty stuff. So here we are. And so Brock continued with the AMA. And then it goes on. Uh, two hours in, Brock sa- Brock had stopped posting and was now using the THQ Nordic Twitter account to broadcast a hastily worded apology. I personally agreed to this AMA without doing my proper due diligence to understand the history and the controversy the controversy of the site. I do not condone child pornography, white supremacy, or racism in any shape or form. Here's where things get a little bit weird, though. So before that, he said that the person that reached out to him from 8chan would take care of the nasty stuff. The fact that he said that he didn't do his due diligence right, to understand the history. told that there that, was someone who's going to exactly, take care of it. Exactly. So going into it, 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 I'm not sure he didn't actually know what this website was about. Right. He might have not been aware, but after being kind of warned, like maybe you should do the research right, now. Right. Here's the other thing though, is like it's possible that he did actually know what it is and this was just like a PR thing. I'm not going to slander the man. Uh, this is just speculation. But like, you know that there's nasty stuff being filtered out and you're saying that you didn't do the due diligence to understand like the history and the controversy and whatnot. It's a little suspicious. You know what I mean? Um, and I mean, also just generally not good practice. No. Like you're if you do an AMA somewhere, you should know everything about it. You should know the history, you should know what that website is about before doing the AMA. I feel like I probably wouldn't do an AMA anywhere other than Reddit. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? pretty much where everyone does it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So why didn't he just stick to Reddit? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with Reddit? <laughs> What's wrong with Reddit, right? Like so many people are on there. It is Reddit is a website that kind of defined the state of the internet today yeah like it is huge uh and has so many users and like it literally changed how we use the internet yeah like i will have the time go on google and then type reddit for a solution yeah somebody figured it out there's a reddit for fucking everything for fucking everything uh but yeah here here's the uh the actual twitter post from thq nordic from the guy uh i personally agreed we we already Read this part. I'm terribly sorry for the short-sightedness of my decision and promise to be far more vigorous in my assessment of these activities in the future. This was not <laughs> about being edgy. This blew up, and I very much regret to have done it in the first place. <laughs> From Philip Brock, PR and marketing director for THQ Nordic. 
I have a feeling he's going to get a very stern talking to from the executives yeah. of THQ Nordic. After I don't this. think he'll get fired, but he's definitely going to get like a slap on the wrist for this. Or... Do you think he should get fired, though? Okay. After being warned, I think you should have done your research. So it's, it, it's reckless. It, exactly. In yeah. that content, yes. If you had gone in thinking what you'd known and then not being warned, mm -hmm. okay, you made a mistake. A huge mistake, which you should never it's do again. Th it's still pretty reckless to go in without knowing about the website, but it's. I, I feel like it's not as reckless as going in knowing that there's going to be some nasty shit. Right. Like Then at that point, you go, okay, well, we're going to not do that, and right. we're going to go somewhere else. Exactly. But yeah, they haven't really commented any further here. I, I mean, that was pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. Really, we just have to find out, or that would be the next step would be, does he get fired? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or move to a different department. Right. Uh, but yeah, that, that that just, that's a big blow for THQ Nordic, honestly. Poor THQ. Now, this next one, I probably should have put higher up in the thing to be with all the other PlayStation stuff. But yeah, uh, uh, PlayStation Sony is officially ending production of the PS a Vita. A bittersweet ending. Which, I mean, we already knew for a while they were going to end support for this. The PS Vita, being, despite being a pretty solid handheld overall, uh, especially for the time that it was released, did not do well here in the States. It did pretty decent over in Japan, but did not do well in the States. Ahead of its time. And we knew that they were going to end. They, they they announced that they were going to end support for this platform. And they announced that they were going to stop production of the handheld. But now they have actually officially ended production. So rest in peace, PS Vita. It was a good console. Just like the PSP, which is ahead of its time. Yeah. I had my DS. My friend had a PSP. He could do so much more, but he had to hack it. Yeah. And I thought to myself, it's... It's just so much going on that I don't care to do that. It's so it's kind of crazy how poorly it did, considering it was a powerful handheld. Absolutely, it was significantly more powerful than the 3DS and the DS and and all the Nintendo handhelds at the time. Yeah. But the Nintendo, like, it's the kind of weird how the Nintendo handhelds did so much better. And one could argue, oh, the Nintendo exclusives and all that stuff. Well, that is one thing, but Nintendo has always been good about making games for the console. Right. So if it's a handheld, they make games that are designed to be handheld. Right, right, And right. they work well. Mm -hmm. Where with PSP, they're trying to make, or at least in my, my experience, PSP was trying to make either ports of console games to a handheld. Right. Or they were trying to go ahead and make this big game that could be played on a handheld. That's true. And it doesn't really work when it's a handheld. Because, you know, handheld, you're going to play like maybe... 35 minutes because you're, you're on the yeah, go yeah, yeah. in the, the exception of the switch of course which right this thing is it's it's insane and here's the here's the other thing when you're making ports of console games what why wouldn't you just play the console games it looks better right because they, they imagine you want to play it on the go right. but the thing is it's not going to play as well on the go. exactly like i remember playing battlefront not, 2 on it and yeah. it's it's just not as strong as the actual console but this handheld is significantly stronger than the ds whereas the the the, the ds 3ds and all that stuff they're, like you said, most of their stuff was made for that handheld, right. and, and then so it played well, and you didn't really have any competitors, and so on and so forth. Plus, nowadays, if you look at PlayStation and Microsoft, they're definitely not the group you think of when you think of mobile gaming. Right. They're far from that. It's yeah, Nintendo. You, 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 go, you, go to those, you go to those companies for their higher-end stuff like the triple a titles and which all is that stuff that what they totally really yeah. that's all they focus on now which right. is great that's what they need to do yeah i think i think the main issue was sony was trying to compete with itself whereas nintendo wasn't really doing that because like again they were making stuff for each of these consoles the 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 console stuff from nintendo was for the console stuff the handheld stuff from nintendo was for the handheld stuff. exactly it was perfectly made yeah. they, they figured it out mm-hmm so, yeah, I, I guess the main issue was Sony was competing with itself, so it just didn't do well. I mean, the PS Vita's been around for a while, so for it was a about, while. It was about it was time like for what, it to um, stop. Seven years? More than that? Right. It was a while. Uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but yeah, it's, it's, it's existed for a while. I think the other issue was like, it wasn't, despite being a handheld, still wasn't like super portable. It was kind of yeah, big compared uh, to the 3DS. You had to have a case with it. And you could argue the same thing for the Switch. But the Switch is a console and a handheld together, so and, it makes sense. And Right, it makes sense that it has to be this way. Yeah. And it works fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I've 
in the, my lifespan of the Switch, I have taken it everywhere I've gone to when I go to trips to either right. Vegas or up north or something. Mm-hmm. It just, it's fine. Right. And it's it's great, so. I think uh, I saw some stuff on them working on like a mini Switch or something like that. A mini Switch? Like a Switch mini or something. I saw like some rumors or whatnot, but as far as like the news stories that we have here today, that's pretty much it. Uh, it was a pretty slow week, actually. Like the the PS5 backwards compatibility stuff, I had to do a little bit of digging to find that story specifically. So there wasn't even that much, yeah. especially since what they're not going to do with the PSX anymore. Uh, yeah, 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 they they announced that there wasn't going to be a PSX. Oh, there was another thing that I forgot to put in there. Um, uh, CD Projekt Red announced that they, that uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was going to be at E three this year. Okay, so yeah. it's gonna it's not just like for the. For the invited, I think that's that's what they said. They didn't really specify too much. Uh, there was press pass that you could get in if you were a press pass. Right. So we were in the line for press pass, mm-hmm. but the only way press was going to get in when we were doing our thing was um, if the invited people cancel, then the people in line for press can you know they right. can take their place. Nobody canceled. Let me see so if I can find each this of those three days. Tweet. We were just waiting and hoping someone yeah. was going to cancel. Never happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never fucking happened. So whatever. I don't want to <laughs> select a year value to validate my age game spot. <laughs> you're, you, they think you're young. Let's see. Or, like, or do you have the link to the tweet? I don't. No, no I'm talking about this website oh, here. Oh, this? Oh, I mean, yeah. Here thanks. we go. So for those of you asking, yes, we will be at E3 this year. All aboard the hype train from Bandai Namco. Some German, uh, some uh, Russian. Russian. Oh, wait, no, 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 not Russian. Where, where are they from again? Polish. They're Polish. Yeah, they're Polish, Poland. Um. Yeah, they 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 didn't really announce exactly what it was going to be, but they did say they were going to be at E3 this year. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be open to whoever is at E3. Yeah, this one will probably now have a booth. And what PlayStation isn't going to be at E3, so that's going to be another thing. There's not a lot for them to announce this year. I guess not. Maybe they're maybe they're really powering it up for 2020. Right. When they're going to go ahead and shoot for this guy. All they really have, all PlayStation really has right now, is Days Gone, and I think. Death Stranding isn't an exclusive, right? I thought it was. Was it? Is Death Stranding supposed to be an exclusive? I mean, has there really been any announcements for when it's going to come out yet? Uh Oh, yeah, it is a PlayStation exclusive. So, yeah, they have Death Stranding and they have Days Gone, but not really a lot of, like, big announcements. Because these are, like, games that they've had upcoming for a while and they just don't really have anything new to announce, really, I don't think. Uh, although Death Stranding had like a few uh, words that they had patented or something that I remember seeing uh, some stories about, but I didn't think was like big enough really to add into the topics. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, there were like a few things Death Stranding related. Uh, I think they were like copywriting a few words. Uh, I remember Yang Yi posted a video on it, uh, and again, like I said, I didn't think it was a big enough story to really talk about. But, like, I mean, it's been a slow week. There hasn't really been much. Um, it's the end of February, beginning of March. Yeah. <laughs> Things start picking up. Um, and there was also some Red Dead stuff that was going on, too. But, like, those are Red Dead-specific things. We're not a Red Dead news site. So, oh, yeah. So, Go- Kojima Productions trades, trademark social strand system and strand game for Death Stranding. So, strand game. Would that be, like, a new genre of gaming? Like a subgenre, maybe of survival. No, I don't. I I think people just don't want to use strand game uh, to kind. Of, I think part of it is to avoid companies oh, creating, trying to trying to use the name Death Stranding to market their own games. You know what I mean? Right, and then so you, you have like you, clones of stuff on like the mobile mobile platform on your phone. Like when and they stuff. had the Overwatch games coming out way right. back, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think this is like kind of a way for them to prevent that social strand system. I think is it going to be a term that is actually used in the game? I think it is whatever is causing those babies or whatever to be inside those suits or that, oh, those, those little, babies little are glass weird. things. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Death Stranding again, still a game we don't really know anything about in terms of how the game's going to play and stuff. It'll come out when it comes out. Yeah, but definitely still something I'm still excited for because it's Kojima. Just like how I'm still excited for Cyberpunk 2077, which is still easily the most the game I'm most excited for. It's very anticipated. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I like the trailers, and it's very Deus Ex Human Revolution, right. which I love. Mm-hmm. The game's awesome. So for me, it's, it's an automatic pickup. Yep. Absolutely going to have to pick this up. Mm-hmm. I think 
I think Cyberpunk 2077 is going to sell super well. It's going to sell too well. Yeah, it's going to sell super well. Super well. They have such a good track record for all their games Yeah, that it's like, how are you going to stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it for this episode. If you have any topics uh, for us to talk about or questions that you want to ask, you can send them on over to heyreplane at gmail.com. That's H-E-Y-W-E-R-E-P-L-A-Y-I-N at gmail.com. What is yes. that again, Giacomo? That is H-E-Y-W-E-R-E. P-L-A-Y-A-N at gmail.com. Yep. I could not do that without looking at it at all. I needed <laughs> to look at that. You the, the name of our channel. It's not that I'm dumb. It's that I was under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you see that Alex Jones uh, um, Alex Jones at uh, the Joe Rogan experience? No, but I heard about it, but I just didn't, I just <laughs> didn't like, watch or view it. <laughs> he was like, was like uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> His words, not mine. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you're not already subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so and and subscribe to us on pod, uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or any of your preferred post- podcasting services. Your preferred pastas? Prefer- preferred pastas. Go yeah, ahead so- and leave a comment about your preferred pasta. Yeah, exactly. I, I kind of like, uh, I like ZD. ZD? I like, I like spaghetti and meatballs. I'm a spaghetti and meatballs fan. Yeah, it's I, easy. I and with and angel hair. Mm-hmm. With angel hair, huh? Yeah. Do you, uh, do you cook the pasta al dente? Yes. Good. You salt the pasta water? Yes. Some people don't salt the pasta water. Uh, sometimes They're, I put oil, but I don't think that really helps it. If you don't salt your pasta water, you're making a mistake. It adds so much flavor to the pasta. <laughs> hey, we're cooking. Uh, but yeah, give us a rating, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. See, See ya. Guys.